Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. This week of December 6, 2021, Season 3, Episode 48. Chris here inside the garage with Charles and company. What's up, guys? hey Lots of things happening today and this week to talk about. Make sure you guys, uh, of course, check us all out at rocknewsweekly.com. This week we are talking about BMG acquiring Motley Crue's entire catalog of music in a new massive industry deal. Major tours announced for Iron Maiden, Foo Fighters, Weird Al, and Eddie Vedder all in 2022. We'll go through those dates. Marilyn Manson removed from a Grammy nomination, stemming (laughs) from his recent legal trouble. Rage Against the Machine drummer Brad Wilk undergoes a second knee surgery this week ahead of a huge tour for them next year. Uh, Plus, of course, trivia, weekly WTF, all that good stuff. And for $3.99 a month, basically a dollar episode, you get access to exclusive interviews, uh, bands, musicians, all of our Aftershock coverage is up there, festival coverage. uh, We have all of our ads, unedited episodes with bonus content. So check it out, anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe we got the link in the description as well uh, instagram facebook twitter all at rock news weekly uh some new releases that came out this past saturday a group called arca had uh three albums that oh, came out wow. kick, i thought that was a typo yeah it's kick two three and four i guess i'm, I'm not sure who they are i should have looked it up but uh, i'm not sure there uh mm. blue rodeo gas and tom morello had his solo oh, yeah. album it was called the atlas underground flood with a ton of uh special guests that came out uh, it was basically the follow-up to the Atlas Underground Fire, I think it was. Yeah. And then Atlas Underground Flood was the follow-up album. There's um, a quite a few guest musicians on yeah, that album that I'm a lot looking of forward them. to hearing. A lot of them. So check that out. And then also coming out this 10th of December, we have new albums on the way from Beatrice Deer, Jeff Parker, Moses Sumney, Neil Young, and Crazy Horse oh. have an album called Barn. I'm not sure if that's an old recording or if they got together for something new there. Mm. That's kind of cool. Southern Barn. <laughs> Rick Ross and Teen Days also have new albums out. Oh, let me, uh, can I plug an album really quick? Yeah, sure. Be because we're coming up on Christmas in a couple of weeks. I actually stumbled across this. This is crazy, crazy audience. You got to check this out. So, you know how like Amazon, like, you know, you could just kind of like type in the name of an artist and it pulls up, you know, whatever their albums or just them or their greatest hits or whatever. Yeah, sure. Well, just for shits and giggles, um, <laughs> I was putting together a new playlist and I was looking up some August Burns Red. And uh-huh. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised to find out that they have an entire Christmas album, and it is metal as shit. Really, it is a metal ass <laughs> Christmas album of just all Christmas covers. But like, you're talking like double bass and dueling guitars. I mean, it's just it's wow. insane. Yeah, okay. It's like the um, if you were to take the Trans Siberian Orchestra, like their kind of Christmassy feel, and make it like super metal. Right. Yeah. Instead nice. of like kind okay. of rock and roll, but like really kind of metal. Yeah. That's awesome. It was, yeah. It was cool. So like, I know that you and Dolly are going to do like this Christmas thing. Yeah. And I yeah. was thinking that would be dope to have some August <laughs> Word Burns Red metal playing that in the would, background. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. I know they're huge fans of the show. Oh, so, huge fans. Yeah. Send me a guitar. Yeah. And a Christmas album. <laughs> and a Christmas album. Yeah. It's it's called like Sledden Hill or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pretty dope. Right on. All right. Well, some tour news that was announced this week, guys, for 2022. 
big, big uh, tour with Iron Maiden and uh, Trivium. Within Temptation is on the East Coast dates, but West Coast dates we get Trivium, and uh, that's going to be the Legacy of the Beast World Tour 2022 uh, that's going to be kicking off in the fall of 2022. So it looks like we're getting El Paso September 11th. It's kicking off, and then we get a date September 27th at Concord Pavilion with Trivium. Uh, we are going to get tickets for that show for the Bear at 105.7, so make sure you guys check it out, 1057bear.com. Check that out. We will have uh, tickets for that, but pretty cool little tour there Yeah. from Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, and you guys, um, what they have to on the Bear, on 105.7, the Bear, um, they just call in. It's, it's it'll be a Yeah, it'll be a, uh, a phone phone contest, so you'll have to listen to win, and it'll be leading up to that week in September 27th. So Ooh, nice. it's, a, it's a ways away. I'll remind you guys as we get closer. Awesome. But Trivium also, they're on that bill, uh, open for Iron Maiden. They also announced two live stream shows in December, which is uh, the in their new place called The Hangar, which is their um, basically new rehearsal space that frontman Matt Heafy bought, and it's a big airplane hangar in Florida. Oh, my God. And they retrofitted it and turned it into this big, like, live jam space kind of thing. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's called Dead the Dead Men hangar. and Dragons. Yeah, and it's taking place Saturday, uh, December 11th, and Saturday, December 18th. Fit for an autopsy uh, it will be the opening band. Oh, and nice. You guys can check it out. It'll be a 72-hour on-demand video and all that good stuff. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. So there you go. Trivium yeah. and Iron Maiden is going to be really interesting yeah. because, they're, because they're very they're opposite very sides different. of the metal spectrum. But I think it's because uh, I, I, I have a feeling it's because Matt Heafy's just like a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, Trivium has a lot of respect in the um, metal world for kind of doing things their own way and kind of uh, being uh, independent in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think Iron Maiden tries to pick bands like that that are um, worth, uh, you know, the bands that have kind of put in the work and they're good people. Oh, yeah. They're good bands. They're not just like, I don't know, a flash in the pan or some kind of yeah. trendy band or something like, like that. Like baby right? metal. Like they went on, yeah, they, they did the with baby metal, like Mad Respect. Yeah, and they're yeah. one of those bands that were not a trendy band at the time. They were very obscure. Yeah. And yeah. they mm-hmm. brought them to a, uh, the forefront kind of like, yeah. hey, you guys need to check these guys out, right? Oh, hell yeah. Very cool. Okay, Whoa, so... Oh, look at this. This is awesome. This is a cool festival, but too bad it's nowhere near us. I know. <laughs> South Carolina. It's happening in South Carolina, but it's called yeah. the High Water Music Festival. Uh, it's curated by Shovels and Rope, which is actually a band, the group Shovels and Rope. So I know that they're... Uh, <laughs> it sounds kind of curated by Shovels and Rope. It's just a pile of rope and a shovel. Yeah. Now, yeah. Here's who picked our set list. Yeah. Here's Shovels yeah, and Rope. Yeah, we just do covers of the Carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> and old minor tunes. <laughs> we're sh- yeah, we're shovels and rope. Shovels and rope. We all just sing old minor <laughs> shanty tunes from the 1870s. Sponsored by Chicken Marrow Nubbin. And yeah. Levi's Jeans. Levi's the first jeans jean for the miners in 1870. All right. It's called uh, high water because maybe you wear your pants high water. I don't know. The water's high. I don't know. South South Carolina. It's happening. Yeah. Jack White. My morning jacket, though. Oh, Modest awesome. Mouse. Black Pumas. Shovels and Rope, of course. It's just oh, a pile Modest of Mouse. shovels and rope nice. on the stage for an hour. Old Crow Medicine Show. Ma- Mavis Staples. Local Natives. Some pretty good bands on yeah, there. Yeah, those so. great bands. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty sick. All the way down to the, you know, Shannon and the Clams and some of those other small ones. Uh, oh, very cool lineup there. But that's happening April 23rd and 24th next year. Nice. If you guys are in South Carolina or anywhere near there, definitely check that out. Looks like a good show. There's a guy performing named Jeremy Albino there. Oh. And I wonder if he's a real <laughs> I- Albino. I think he could he be. Just named himself yeah. He's related to Powder. Oh, yeah. From <laughs> he the, just makes lightning. From the 90s. <laughs> powder. <laughs> that's All right. funny. 
Foo Fighters, check it out. Look at this tour. Uh, major stadium tour for Foo mm. Fighters. These are all stadium dates, so it's not going to be like your small towns. They're doing nothing but big, big cities. Uh, Pennsylvania, New York, it looks like, uh, what do we got? Seattle. Los Angeles is what we're getting. Uh, and that's happening August 18th and 20th at the uh, California Bank of California Stadium Wow, uh, in L.A. So Foo Fighters, massive stadium dates uh no word on who's going to be opening up for them though no. i was looking up uh looking this up and there's no i imagine oh, they're I gonna have a is. pretty good lineup i imagine there's at least two bands that are gonna be opening up for them and yeah and both of those bands are gonna be headed by dave Grohl because <laughs> he does, probably yeah, will be he does everything he'll dress up in a costume and yeah it'll be like a bluegrass cover of slayer stuff and oh yeah it'll yeah just yeah. be dave Grohl su- <laughs> surprise band that he's <laughs> been working on for the past two uh, months it's a dance with the dead in my dream <laughs> so check it out there you go and then also yeah. foo fighters are coming up uh on december 9th uh wow. actually this week at the Saint mar center in fresno and december 7th oh yeah oh golden one center in sacramento yeah i was invited to that and i was like oh, i just i just can't do it it's just one of those days you know it's it's crazy it's a tuesday and a thursday this I week know. and one of those days I, I i have tickets as well through the station i was like nah i can't even make the fresno one yeah uh, i'm not gonna not on gonna a work happen. day yeah not gonna happen but anyway uh we got another big tour the earthlings tour um it's coming around with uh, us on the West Coast, February 17th, L.A., okay. and then February 15th, San Diego. Um, it's going to be Eddie Vedder, a solo tour, but he will be joined by his bandmates called The Earthlings, which consists of drummer Chad Smith from the Chili, Chili Peppers. Uh, wow. This is, this is interesting. Vocalist, guitarist Josh Klinghoffer. No way. Uh, who was <clears throat> in the Chili Peppers and was let go to... You know, make way for John Frusciante back in the band. Wow. So Josh Klinghoffer is going to be on Eddie Vedder's uh, backing band. And bassist Chris Chaney, guitarist, vocalist Glenn Hansard, which is he's a, a pretty prominent solo artist just in himself, and guitarist Andrew Watt. Oh, of course, Eddie Vedder would get that. Eddie That's Vedder, a pretty know. solid backing yeah. band there. Uh, they're called the Earthlings. Yeah. And they gave their live debu- debut at Vedder's own Ohana Festival this past September. Yeah. So now they're taking it on a cool little tour. So oh, that, definitely that's, cool. that's a cool show like we're seeing. a little seeing. passion project. Think, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that would be a one once-in-a-lifetime once kind of show. He's probably not going to do that again, I wouldn't think. He's got Pearl Jam. He's just having fun. And then he's playing with a bunch of his friends, some really good musicians. That's pretty neat. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, that looks like a good one. Now, nice. this was pretty cool news. And yes. I, I looked this up, and I'm like, you will not believe the amount of tour dates that Weird Al has for 2022. Check this out. 133 oh dates. It's li- It's literally a third of the year. You know what's crazy, too, is that man is, is crazy talented. Ta- like, He's probably one of um he's probably one of the the most kind of talented energetic kind of performers out there. I know. So, I mean to to think I mean oh he looks very fit for his age like mm-hmm. this probably this is probably part of his exercise regimen. So he's going to have comedian Emo Phillips as <laughs> the opening act and nice. that's going to begin in Poughkeepsie, New York on April 26th. Uh, and check out these dates, dude. Oh wow! Look at—I mean, he literally does. Check, wow, he does amazing. multiple dates in in states like sometimes three, four. Look at in California, we get damn near seven, six dates. Oh yeah, two in San Francisco, two in L.A., one in Santa Barbara, one in Bakersfield. 
Uh, that's gonna be an awesome, awesome tour. He's actually uh, considered like one of the best accordion players. Yeah, like out there, like he in the polka community. Like it's crazy because a then, lot of people would think that oh that's just a joke, but no, he's like huge in the polka community. Because yeah, of his he's players. actual really good talent Ooh, on yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> and then we get another set of dates. Look at that. Whoa! Se- September through the twenty sixth. 13th through the 26th, we get Riverside, Paso Robles, Temecula, Thousand Oaks, Saratoga, Davis, San Diego. Yeah. So he does a Northern California run in the beginning, uh, which is up here in June. I um, um I met Weird Al, and yeah. I have an interesting story where... Yeah, tell it. Where, uh, well, y- you and I and Dahlia went down to L.A. to do the, the comedy festival. Festival Supreme. The Festival Supreme, and it was such an amazing festival. It was so fun. Yeah, I missed that it was one. Just, it was so great. <laughs> and um and we were... It was an all-day thing, and all of us were, you know, going hard. We saw so many people, so... Chris and Dahlia went back to the hotel to to um, to go to sleep, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna hang out here, you know, finish the rest of the, the Tenacious D set, and then um, I'll get a taxi and cruise back there." So like like Tenacious D plays, and at the end of their set, Weird Al comes on, right, and does, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Weird Al!" Like he's he's up there doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and I'm like, "All right." After it happens, I'm like, "Set's over, everything's done," you know. I'm like, "I'm gonna cut out of here before people start going." And, uh, and I noticed that my battery on my phone is down to like 2%. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, dude, I have to call a taxi. I'm in the middle of LA. Like, it's it, like, if once you left where we were, it was super sketchy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Very I didn't true. think this through. Like, I didn't think this through. So I went, <laughs> went, I went out the front and they had like this medical emergency. So I was like, all right, I asked the, the security and they're like, well, just go through the back door. We'll lead you to the back door. I was like, okay, cool. So I went to the back door and as I'm exiting through the back door, guess who's standing out there? Weird, Weird Al. Al. After his set with Tenacious D, he's in the back where there's like nobody. Yeah. And, um, and these people, these, there was two other people that noticed him and they like ran over and they're like, we get a picture. And he's like, sure. And they're doing his picture and. And then he looks over at me, and I have my phone out, and I'm looking at it. It's 2%. And I'm like, I'm looking at Weird Al, and I'm, like, looking at my phone, like, (laughs) dude, I could take a picture with Weird Al, or I could save this, right? And I'm like, I'm in the L.A. I got to get back, right? So he's looking at me. He just does like this. He just, like, puts his hands out, like, what do you do? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, I just walk over and shake his hand. I'm like, I'm a big fan. My name is Charles. And he's like, yeah, we're, like, talking for a second. That's cool. We don't even take a picture or anything, and then... I remember coming back to you and Dolly. Yeah, but you had like, that time. I met, I met Weird Al, but that there's moment. no proof of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no proof. Well, that's awesome, though. That's, yeah. You know, it'll yeah. always stay in your mind. Well, he was huge in my childhood because I yeah. grew up in the 80s, so Weird Al was like, a uh, you know, most of oh, my yeah. friends, and I knew all the Weird Al songs. And mm-hmm. when his climb to fame in the radio world and stuff, he started getting airplay in uh, K-Rock and all those weird radio stations. Yeah. And um, he just, like, blew up, man. And yeah. And it's, it's unreal. His story is, like, a very unlikely story of, of fame and musical talent, like, in an unlikely way and he's just such a hard-working like genuinely good guy yeah and it's just really cool to see him like just doing these types of major tours like this i mean oh, it's yeah. unreal dude well you know why he's just right? a good guy because he is dave grohl right he is dave. that's that's, that's the hint that's it that's the secret that's how he can do all right. this stuff okay okay <laughs> makes sense got it <laughs> yeah. all right well uh someone who is not dave grohl <laughs> The Black Crows hitting Las Vegas for Super Bowl weekend. So oh. if you got nothing to do there and you're hanging out on Super Bowl weekend, uh, go see the Black Crows because mm. they'll be there in Las uh. Vegas. 
Nah. Or not. Or don't. Uh, Judas Priest rescheduling their 2020 tour, uh, 2022 tour with, with Queensryche. Yeah, they're going to be touring with Queensryche. Uh, 17 City te- uh, Trek kicking off March 7th now in 2022. Uh, so it was supposed to kick off, I think, this past month at the end of November and had to reschedule it. So Oh, that's so funny. I all was just, happened in March 7th through the April 11th. Just recently uh, introducing Lalo to the awkwardness of silent lucidity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Queensryche? Yeah, yeah. Queensryche is uh, an interesting band. They were very progressive. They have some very, very cool... Um, catalog you know entries and some cool stuff but they're definitely a very um kind of out there band yeah they're they're, they're very conceptual a lot of their stuff is just like yeah you know what i mean like they're like almost like a like a rush or a um, they are yeah that's true elo or some (laughs) one of those bands that's just very like a conceptual a sticks yeah you know something like they write this like kind of rock opera yes you know that's it exactly like a rock opera kind of thing and so a lot of their songs are almost like telling stories and stuff and so yeah it's not really like digestible rock that you could hear on the radio all the time but they have their moments i don't know that's pretty cool cool. though yeah i think uh i was showing lalo just awkward videos from the early 90s and queen's (laughs) right silent lucidity and then that song that goes oh that's them no 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 no, that's crush test dummies i was just i remember i was showing you all the awkward videos yeah the 90s yeah the 90s once there was oh yeah Yeah. crash test dummies oh man yeah that's a good one there's a lot of weird stuff going on with like little kids sleeping yeah like silent lucidity crash (gasps) test dummies enter sandman like yeah uh, during in like 91 92 that's a good point what was that i don't know i know exactly the video that you're talking about now yes Yes, maybe exactly. it was all because of uh, like uh, Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street and like dreams and that's stuff. A good, that's a good, yeah. Maybe good like that was like a yeah. kind of uh, a thing that started becoming popular. Yeah. I like, kind of see think that. About yeah. it, no one talks about kids' dreams or like uh, coming to you in your yeah. dreams. That was a yeah. thing though, like in the '80s, you know, like uh, I'm gonna be in your dreams. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. It has to be. It has to be. There Freddy has to be Kruger, a I don't know. Yeah. I, it's Influenced gotta be. By yeah. I don't know. I have no other explanation. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Oh, somewhere, somewhere in the world today, Vince Neil is falling off the stage. Yeah, he could be <laughs> for the third or fourth time this year, probably. <laughs> but uh, I guess he'll be getting a nice paycheck because they have a BMG has acquired Motley Motley Crue's entire music catalog. Oh, huge paycheck from 1981 up until 2000 or 2021 when they released uh, the stuff for the soundtrack that they did um yeah so it's their 40 year career totaling nine studio albums uh so there's no word on what they sold it for that they're not releasing that um but i know bob dylan got you know uh, damn near 10 million for his stuff so yeah it seems kind of low i don't know i think maybe 5 million 10 million range Mm -hmm. for for these guys but i don't know bmg you know what bmg stands for right uh i have buy me a guitar <laughs> Buy me a guitar. No kidding. <laughs> who would, who would have known? That's what it stands for. Uh, so there you go. BMG acquiring Motley Crue. So you're gonna be hearing, uh, you know, "Kickstart My Heart" for uh, Cheerios commercial. So. You know, it's probably that's probably it, right? We'll probably yeah, because like, it's hard healthy. Commercials and "Kickstart My Heart" Motley Crue. Yeah, it's gonna work on Cheerios. Yep. that's kicks. what the executive says for kicks or for ki- the for the kick cereal. Kicks start my heart. That's a horrible. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible campaign. <laughs> But they will probably do it because they paid for it. I know. Yeah. So, uh, speedy recovery going out to Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine. 
drummer underwent his second knee surgery of the year. Ooh, it was ooh. earlier in the year, uh, if you guys remember, around April or May that he got it done. And now he, he's got his second knee surgery. Uh, and he said on social media, quote, Oh, so he posted a photo of the bandaged knee with tubes going into it, saying, quote, nurses need naps too. Good thing I've done this before on the other side. Knee surgery number two this year complete. Torn meniscus again. Let oh. the healing begin. Oh my God. Is he? I wonder if he's doing this uh, because of drumming or if it's something that he's doing. Like, I know. You know. That's a good point. Yeah. It doesn't say, like, yeah. how he's injuring his knee here, like surfing or... Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it could be anything, right? Yeah, he's a very fit dude. Like it's possible that he does like stuff. Wow. On the side. That's crazy. So hopefully, you know, they're they're supposed to play Coachella in the first half of the year. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's having knee surgery in November. Yeah. Uh, for a drummer, man. That's for rough. somebody like a uh, drummer like Rage Against the Machine. That's rough. That's barely six months, five, five months to re- recover. And yeah. You're playing in April. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, man. That's insane. Right. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, son. You feeling okay? Yeah, just a little down in the dumps. <laughs> Don't worry, kiddo. I got just the thing. What's that sound? It sounds like the wall is breaking. Hey, yo. I'm Chicken Marrow Nubbins, renowned blues harmonica player. Now, I may be known for sucking on my harmonica. Now, I want to share my passion for sucking on chicken bones. Chicken marrow nubbins are grade A chicken bones with the nubs broken off so you can suck all that sweet, sweet marrow nubbins out easily. Wow, chicken marrow nubbins is so cool. Yeah, but what's wrong with his teeth? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's all the chicken grease that keeps my harmonica sliding through the night. No, seriously, that's disgusting. It smells like death. Don't you sass me, boy. You just hit my son. Dad, call the police. Well, hold on a minute. These are pretty good. Wait, wait a second. Where'd he go? He left a massive hole in our wall. But he filled a hole in our hearts. So get some chicken marrow nubbins tonight from yours truly, Chicken Marrow Nubbins. Uh, Paramore apparently is going to be coming back soon. Oh, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, Haley Williams uh, made a post on Thanksgiving. The band has been fairly silent for the past five years, and she said something like, see you sometime next year. Uh, she posted they can't be on break forever and uh, see you sometime next year. So there you go. Yeah, they haven't uh, released anything for like, what is it, maybe 12 years or something? Yeah, long time. And yeah. so good for them. I mean, hey, why not, right? Maybe yeah. it, maybe this pandemic stuff is helping a lot of these bands kind of like maybe bury their hatchet or, uh, you know, so to speak or whatever. Yeah. And like, hey, let's let's do this. Maybe, you know, life's too short. Yeah. What are we? What are we arguing about? What are we? Whatever, right? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's going to be doing that for a lot of these bands. So. Well, you have like you have I think like that's some, cool. Some cool, um, you know, rock and metal uh-huh. groups with female vocalists that are coming back. Like uh, we Paramore, need more Avril of them. Levine. I, honestly, we need more of them yeah. back in mainstream music and society yep. and just in the limelight because Evanescence it's just dominated by just mm-hmm. so many just yeah. cookie cutter bullshit male. Yeah, fronted bands. It's good to have the women back. I like, the, you know, even though the Avril Lavigne stuff, it's not for me personally. Like, I wouldn't be rocking out to that on my own free time. Oh, yeah, this is the greatest ever. But I have a lot of respect for her coming out and doing that type of stuff 
as being one of those artists that young females look up to, young rocker females look up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's time. what Paramore is as well. They're one of those yeah. bands that they were like that young female rocker that the girl could pick up her guitar or whoever could pick up their guitar and be in, inspired by them. So yeah, yeah. I think it's it's all for the best, right? Paramore, Flyleaf was another one. Maybe they'll, they'll be oh, coming yeah. back soon. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. She had a... I don't know, Lalo, if you, have you heard uh, Flyleaf before? I don't think so. So the lead singer's got like a pretty decent scream. scream. She's yeah. got a pretty oh, yeah. decent scream. Oh. Um, very, yeah. Um, a very, a very uh, rich kind of scream voice when she would do it. It was like, it really kind of got to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who like it, you know, and they're all they're all part of a generation where like you didn't have to take off all your clothes. <laughs> right. Like, who, no, who's you're the right. Past metal, the two metal bands that are always in aftershock, and the the lead singers are always like taking off their clothes. Like you know, both of them are blonde. God, oh, what's her name? Butcher? Oh, pretty reckless. Yeah. Pretty reckless. And um, there's one uh, more in this moment. In this moment, yep, that's it. Those those two ones are always like they're more about the sex appeal than they are about yeah. the, the. No, music. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. I agree, and the, the less we could have of that, the better. I think. Yeah, right. And speaking of less of, the better, Marilyn Manson <laughs> being removed from a Grammy nomination this year. He's an actual redneck in that picture. I was gonna make. That <laughs> I joke. know, right? Look at his neck's got all that red paint. Look at this though. Look you would him. think it was a Grammy nomination for a rock song, but no, it was for best rap song. He was nominated along with Kanye West for a track called Jail Part Two. From Kanye West, Kanye West's album Donda. Oh yeah, Donda. he was. Yeah, he was. He was uh, at a sermon with Ch- Kanye West. Right. Well, recently. apparently he's on the album too, huh. and he was up for a Grammy. And uh, so now apparently he's a he's a credited songwriter. All this legal stuff, the Grammy uh, committee pulled him. But in addition to the best rap song category, he received a second nomination alongside a list of artists for album of the year as a featured artist and songwriter on that same album. That still stands. Okay. So he still could technically win for that, but uh, they moved mm. him from the other Grammy nomination. So Lalo, as our as our uh, teenage um, expert here, what what's your thoughts on Marilyn Manson and Kanye West? Uh. <laughs> It's a weird combination. I can't trust Marilyn Manson because he looks like he's gonna play the penguin in the new Batman movie. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I know, right? I I'm really surprised that he even worked with Kanye. I mean, like they're both probably insane. So like it, it kind of works. They, yeah, yeah, they gravitate. I mean, okay, each Marilyn other. Manson yeah. definitely. Kanye West. I know he likes to like bathe in like a 50 cubic inch like bath full of lasagna. Oh yeah, but like <laughs> I don't know. Especially not on Donda, because Donda was a lot more, like, kind of chill in comparison to his other albums, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. He's, he's on there, so. And um, on there. I, I love, I, I'll be, to be completely honest with with our audience here, I I loved Kanye West all up at, like, the tw- my dark, twisted fantasy was his, the peak of, of his performing, and then after that, it just, it went all downhill. Yep. I mean, 808s and, and Heartbreaks, I think, was his solo album. That was pretty dope, but, like, everything else was, like, after that was just crazy. What was it the other no one? Sense. A Dropout or Graduation? That was really good, too. Also, yeah, that was first before ones. my Dark Twist. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, um, it was like, the second album. Yeah, College Dropout, Graduation. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, they were all great, and then he just went crazy. So, like, <laughs> Marilyn Manson and Kanye West together, that's that's a twisted movie plot right They're Like, there. super villains, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, a search warrant was reportedly uh, executed at his home on Monday, November 29th as well. Uh, he was not home at the time, uh, but they seized media storage units, hard drives, and they will be reviewed on the trial that's going to be happening. So they're going to find all kinds of searches. looking good for him, His man. murder room. Yeah. It's all soundproof. Yeah. Like murder room yeah. or whatever. Torture room. 
Okay. Um, well, did you hear this story? This was kind of getting some traction this past week, and I thought oh, yeah. it was kind of funny. Um, so apparently Eminem, they did a screenshot and a little clip of where Eminem's in the video, but he was in the 1998 video for Korn's mm -hmm. video, Got the Life, and he managed to get his demo tape to Korn Guitar's Monkey, uh, Monkey Schaefer. Yep. So he says in this interview, quote, there were some extras on the set. Some kid came up to me and gave me his demo. I was really drunk and out of it. He's like, hey, check it out. I'm a rapper. I'm like, I'm just a guitar player. It turned out that kid was Eminem. He was an extra in that video. I vaguely remember that happening. Corn <laughs> guitarist Ted joke. Thanks a lot, man. We could have been billionaires. We would have signed him before Dre. So Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, totally. That's pretty funny. He was just all drunk, like, ah, whatever, yeah. man. Uh. So, so no lie, uh, speaking of corn, I've gotten text messages from people asking where they could sign up, sign up for corn camp. <laughs> oh, I'm, seriously? I'm, 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 that's probably like our most popular commercial. Like, that's so awesome. Far, like, yeah. yeah, I've had people like actually text me like, where can I sign up for corn camp? <laughs> that's amazing. It's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, if you guys are subscribers, you could check out the corn camp video or ad rather uh, on demand in the list of uh, stuff available to subscribers. So check that out at anchor.fm. Yeah. All right. God, Some, they messed up by not taking that guy. <laughs> they messed it. I know, I saw right? the picture of Eminem, too. He looks hella young. All right. Check it out. Look at all these birthdays this week. What? Charles, take it away. All right. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we've got uh, French, uh, French, <laughs> French, <laughs> French, Canadian, American, Barry Gaudreau, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> former guitarist of Boston. He is 70, and that's not disputed. But Felix Cavalier. Cavillier. Uh, I know, I can't even say it. Cavillier. Uh, singer, key keyboardist, The Rascals. You rascal. You rascal. Yeah, he's 79. Oh, that is disputed. Disputed. 79, disputed. Um, Roger Glover, who is... Disputed. There's so I know, many right? We Roger Glover. two or three in here. Yep, bassist of Deep Purple Rainbow, 76. Brother of Danny Glover. Um, can, and... <laughs> That is not true. <laughs> I love this dude's, uh, this next dude's last name. This is great. Um, David Sanctious. Sanctious. He's very Sanctious. That means that he wears like vel velvet. <laughs> yeah, he's all in a velvet <laughs> jumpsuit. He's very Sanctious. Uh, he's a jazz keyboardist, former member of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Man. He's 68. Okay. Uh, Leo Lyons. If his parents <laughs> named him that, then you are great. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming that they did not uh, name you that. His parents were actual like lions. They his was raised, were li raised by raised by lions in a lion's den. <laughs> lions with a Y. His so. name is Leo Lions. <laughs> they were lions. They were just lions that listened to Lionel Richie. <laughs> Hello. It was just members of the Lions Club, the restaurant. <laughs> they were just like they had their Lions Diner Club card. <laughs> Leo Lions. They could get Budweiser for. He's a the dollar. heir to the Lions franchise. That's it. <laughs> He's he's the basis of Ten Years After, no the kidding. famous band Ten Years After. No he's seventy eight, and that's not disputed. But Brad Delson or Delson, <laughs> uh, he's the guitarist for Lincoln Park. He's forty four. He's holy shit. He's just a couple years older than me. Yep. That's yeah. He's we're real, real close. He's the one that plays with the headphones. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Oh yeah. He has like these big over the ear headphones that he oh, plays yeah. with on stage that are. Very strange. Like that is he's, strange. There's not a lot of bands and musicians. I forget the reasoning behind it. I have to look it up. I can't remember if it was something of sound issues with his ears or like his ears are really sensitive or something. Oh. But he wears these big 
like headphones on stage and he's like playing guitar and stuff and it just looks kind of that makes sense. very late 90s oh, look, yeah. but yeah. it was a thing that he did and it just kind of became his thing all the way up until yeah recently you know? it might be his thing it is when i was 14 i i uh i i discovered that i was actually like mildly popular and so just for shits and giggles i put a plastic spoon behind my ear and I wore it for about a week, and then I noticed everybody else started doing it. Wait, seriously? Yeah, and that wow. and that meshes with this story like totally, really well. It's the same story. Yeah, it's the same story. It's actually, you're Brad Delson. Bro, well, John <laughs> Densmore, who is the drummer for the Doors, he's 77, and I'm surprised he's not older. Yep. To be honest with you, uh, Nate Mendel, he's the bassist for the Foo Fighters. He is 53 years old. And then Rick Savage. Rick Savage. Bassist at that one. for Def Leppard. Let's get the rock out of here. He's 61, um, and he is missing his left arm. Actually, <laughs> nope, he that's missed the drummer. <laughs> the drummer's missing his right arm. Well, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it. I got it. Uh, Mickey Thomas, definitely not a made-up name. He's the singer of Starship. 72. That's Disputed. a fake band. That's a fake band. That is a fake that's band. Starship never existed. A fake name. Gary Rosington, lead guitarist of Leonard Skinner, uh, and the Rosalind Collins band. Have you Rosington? heard of them? Yeah, I have not. Uh, he is seven years <laughs> I've old. I've heard Leonard Skinner, but not Rossington Collins Band. Rossington even Rossington that. Rossington Collins Band. They just like play the spoons and stuff <laughs> in the basement. Uh, Chris Hillman, he's a guitarist, bassist, mandalist. Oh wow, he's like the Mandalorian of the birds <laughs> and the Flying Burrito. Bro- wait, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, Flying the Burrito. The Flying Brothers. Burrito Brothers. Great I band. love that. That's amazing. That. They're an awesome band if you haven't heard them. They're, oh, have you? Really? Yeah, no, they're really good. Oh, dope. Yeah, okay, cool. They're they're cool. I'll have to nice. play a song or two from you. Uh, for, he for is 77, so happy birthday. Um, Johnny Resnick, singer guitarist of the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Goo Goo. The late 90s <laughs> romance rom-com band. Um, Jack Russell, lead singer of Great White. Yeah, also a dog. Baby. A, a breed of dog. The Great White. He's 61. Okay, that's cool. And then Jim Messina, singer, songwriter, and guitarist of Buffalo. Bill. Springfield. Uh, Loggins and Messina. He is 74 years old. And then there's one last dot there, and that's for the Invisible Man, who is is exactly (laughs) Celebrating a birthday as well. years old. Yep, Yep, exactly. Um, All right, so we got some trivia this week, guys. Check it out. In 1974, this week, uh, the most complete skeleton of early man. Australopithecus? Aust- Af- Australopithecus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but this, Whatever. Austra- I, that I think it's Australopithecus. There you go. Whoa, Australopithecus? Nice. A fairness? A fairness? It was found in Ethiopia by Dr. Jonald, uh, D- Donald, Donald or Jonald, or it could be Jonald, Jonald. Jonald Dr. Donald <laughs> Johansson. And T. Gray of Cleveland's Museum of Natural History. Oh, he was a ra- rapper. <laughs> T. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> he is a natural history rapper. <laughs> they dubbed it a female name, which was based on a song playing when the skeleton was discovered. Oh, okay. What band was it uh, that was the, the song that oh, they were listening to? Man. Was it A. The Beatles, or excuse me, A. The Grateful Dead, B. The Beatles, or C. Steely Dan? Or D, David Crosby's Marrakesh Cocaine Express. <laughs> oh, nice. my God. That's a, that's a great band as well. So. Oh, I love David Crosby's Marrakesh Co- Cocaine Express. Express. <laughs> Express. <laughs> so hard to say. It's also a restaurant, by the way. David Crosby's Marrakesh Cocaine Express. 
Yeah, it was actually a drive-thru in Austin, Texas, in the 60s, and you could just go up there and drive, and he would hand you a bag of cocaine. Oh, I love that. And that was it. Yeah, and, yeah. and a bag of enchiladas. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, never Mar- got the enchiladas. Marrakeshian. No. So there's a lot of uh, cumin and a lot of um, curry in, it, in, that, in those enchiladas. Wow. Lalo, uh, what do you Okay. Do? As tempted as I am to go with D. David Crosby's Marrakesh Cocaine Express just because of the name alone and how just beautiful it is. <laughs> For some reason, this is just screaming Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so I would love also to go with David Crosby's Marrakesh Cocaine Express because that's just awesome and it's super difficult to say. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go with Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, from the Beatles, huh? Yeah. You would be absolutely correct because they dubbed oh, it Lucy after yep. the Beatles song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which was playing when the skeleton was discovered. Yes, yes. This yes. week in 1974. All right. All right. So we got another um, trivia question here. This is not as fun of a question. Um, this was a real thing that happened. Uh, in 1986, a lawsuit was filed against this band and CBS Records, alleging that two fans shot themselves after listening to the band's music for six hours. Oh, all charges are eventually dropped. Was it A, Black Sabbath, B, Metallica, C, Judas Priest, or C, David Crosby scratching his nails on a chalkboard and doing cocaine <laughs> excessively? <laughs> that was an album that he put out in 1986. Oh, man. Not a popular album. Uh, uh, I love that album. It was a little um, avant-garde. Yeah, I was six years old when that album came out. You know, out. you got to really put it on the headphones to kind of yeah. hear all the detail. Yep, 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 absolutely. Uh, he just scratched his nails on a chalkboard and then went like... <laughs> <laughs> he just like breathed in just while he was doing just like all kinds of cocaine. Like right. a Scarface, just like piles of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I am going to go with Lalo. What do you think? Okay, I don't have enough background information on these bands to, like, make an educated guess, so I think I'm just going to have to go with what's, you know, obviously the most plausible, and that's David Crosby scratching his nails (laughs) on a chalkboard and doing cocaine excessively. Because I think that would make anybody want to shoot themselves, to be honest, if we listen to that. I would totally listen to that. I don't know, about six hours, though. Every now and (laughs) then. six hours. Yeah. Yeah, every now and then, he would just, for six hours, he would just, like, blubber, just incoherently. He'd just just cry in a corner. He just cries. (laughs) <laughs> just right back to the cocaine yeah right back directly to the after there's no like pause in between yep. and he's back sniffing and crying uh yeah and that was also during the same time that bill cosby came out with his uh no famous kidding. yeah famous uh stand-up Man, comedy routine all these I, all these great things are happening around this time i'm <laughs> pretty sure it's judas priest judas priest okay yeah, i'm pretty sure it's judas priest all right you are correct. I don't know why I put B, but it's C. Two for two. Ooh, it's Judas two Priest. For. Look at a picture of them in court. This is Judas Priest in court mm-hmm. there. Um, before his death, uh, Vance and his parents, which is the kids who uh, tried to sue Judas Priest here, sued the band and their label at the time, CBS Records, for $6.2 million in damages. They claimed that Judas Priest had hinted subliminal messages like, try suicide, do it, and let's be dead, in their cover of Spooky Tooth's Better By You, that Better Than Me influencing Vance and Belknap, which was his friend, to form a suicide pact. Hmm. The suit went to trial in July 1990. Prosecution played the song forward, backward, sped it up, in an attempt to prove that the group had brainwashed these two young men into killing themselves. What? Yeah. Hmm. This was a big, big trial at the time, and it was a big deal for 
the music industry, heavy metal, uh, Tipper Gore, and the whole like censoring of music. Oh yeah, they were saying like yeah. you know music was evil and all this shit. So as a defender, a defendant of the faith, as Rolling Stone described him, which was a playing of the word of their Defenders of the Faith album. Yeah. There was an article that came out in Rolling Stone. It said defendant of the faith. And the group's frontman, Rob Halford, testified in court that the supposed backward masking in the tunes was actually the sound of him exhaling while singing. The band's attorneys also drew attention to Vance and Belknap's troubled childhoods and substance abuse problems. The judge ultimately decided that the group was not responsible. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But it came close. It, was, uh, it wasn't like a, oh, no, no way. These kids are just crazy. What are you yeah. talking about? It was like the band had to prove it, and Rob Halford had to go on trial. That's crazy. And, and you know, it's just kind of crazy. We're, we're, yeah. We're nothing like that now in terms of right. a society where, oh, that, you know, Machine Gun Kelly song made me want to kill myself, know. you know, because he loved mm. his girlfriend so much. And then he says, you know, cut your wrist or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Who's and the band who sings the song? Sale. I don't know. Oh, AWOL Nation. AWOL Nation. There's, like, there's a lyric where he goes, maybe I should kill my Yeah. Girl. Right. And so yeah. somebody could be like, yeah, I listened to that AWOL Nation song <laughs> and I'm suing you because yeah. you said to kill you know, and I took it literally or something yeah, stupid yeah. like that, right? It was back. This was back during a time when they were really, like, pushing for um, video game censorship. Uh, censorship. Yeah. yeah. They were, like, rearranging uh, or redefining, rather, the uh, the ratings yeah. for movies. Like, yeah. to go see a movie in the theaters and yep. the PG-13, R, and all that stuff. And it was just a very uh, censorship type of time, you know? And you know what, Lalo? Hmm. It all came from the uh, the infamous 1989 uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. It did? It did. With, yep. with John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Rummaging yep. around yep. in gooey pipes yep. and... Yep. Yep. And it wasn't 1989. It was, <laughs> it was like 1994. I remember that. Hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think, uh, so I'm I'm going Dennis to... Dennis Hopper, John Leguizamo. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to say that it was either late 80s or okay, early 90s. Okay, let's take a guess right now. I'm going to say 1994. That's my guess. 1994? That's my I guess. you said 80s. No, no, no. You said 89. I said 89. It was yeah, not in the 90s. I, 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 no, no, no. 94. Oh, okay. I'm going to guess that it was 91. 91? Okay. Yeah. Could be. It could be. Let's see. Super. It had to be Hopper. closer to the 80s. That oh, Mario movie is uh, a nightmare. Like, if you watch it, it's literally, it'll give you nightmares. And there's so much right, goo. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> da, na, 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 with those boots that, like, have little rockets in them yeah. that they jump with. Uh, and then Bowser, but he's just like a dude. Nicely done, Chris. Close. Okay. Close. Yeah, that's okay. cool. That's but yes. It was a horrible movie. It was terrible. a absolute <laughs> dumpster fire. Lizard and frogs, anthropomorphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic frogs. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, let it just let that movie be. Just <laughs> let it rest in the past. Let's not let it, it die. Up, you let know. It die. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Kids, 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 kids. Do you like corn? Do you like camp? Are you tired of the same boring routine in that dull Midwestern opiate-infested farm town? Punching walls in the arms of your friends and moshing in your stepdad's basement like a freak? Are you a freak? You're a freak! Then head down to our kids' camp in sunny Bakersfield, California, where we've remodeled 40 acres of shitty asphalt, old dollar stores, and tire shops into an Iowan-style corn maze and campground just for you, freak! 
two weeks of 10 hour a day camp courses brought to you by our favorite new metal group, Corn, Corn, Corn. Each day is jam packed with individual lessons from these grindy, whiny, screaming giants of rock, including Wednesday to Sunday, four hour nightly sessions on head bandana folding straight from bassist Reginald Fieldy Arvizu, a daily two hour nature walk spotting both alive and dead ground squirrels with James Monkey Schaefer on the side of California's infamous Interstate 5. Yeah! An incredible three-hour-long daily lesson with frontman Jonathan Spunky Davis on how to effectively ruin a hard-ass song with the 30-second interlude of whiny voice and out-of-sync instruments. What? As a special treat, former band member Brian Head Welch personally crawls under the blankets by your feet to wake you at 4 a.m. with fervent prayer whispers, then leads you to a wet spot in a lawn where he anoints you with the soot in the name of evangelical Jesus Christ. Brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's pretty disturbing. Bless, 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 bless. Hour of Power by 10-time Academy Award nominee and Moon Children of Bulganathon cult veteran, Tildy Sweeney-Doo. My God! Bedtime loudspeaker reading of Maze for the Gods, unearthing the 9,000-year-old history of corn, and much, much, much more! So tell your parents to get online now, you freak! Wow, corn camp sounds so cool! They better fucking bust out that almost maxed out credit card and visit www.corncampwithallks.com and bust a load of 2K on the best damn three weeks of your life at Corn Camp. Corn Camp. Corn Camp. Not an officially licensed product. Corn Camp not legally tied to ban corn. Special taxes and rates may apply. Not available to residents in the state of Wisconsin or to Fred Durst or any Limp Bizkit affiliates. All rights reserved. Rocknewsweekly.com. All right, speaking of movies, uh, movie TV entertainment news, the news came out this week that HBO burned $30 million on a failed Game of Thrones prequel (laughs) that will never see the light of day. Oh, so they're not doing it. It's called, uh, so there's this new book, and it's uh, a book called HBO's Ruthless Pursuit of New Frontiers by Andrew, or excuse me, James Andrew Miller. And according to this dude, he says the network spent tens of millions of dollars on the first episode of a series starring Naomi Watts, and Miranda Richardson, and it was a show that was called, uh, what's the name of it? It doesn't even have the title of it. The show was cut by the former chairman of Warner Media, Bob Greenblatt, who felt it just didn't work. Is it the one with the uh, with the blonde people? Is... It might be. I don't know. Huh. I, I know one fell through, but one is actually going through. Oh, okay. So that I think would be the, one, the... the one that's going through yeah. is the Targaryen Targaryens. one. Yeah. But there was one that that apparently they filmed the pilot and yeah. it cost them $30 million Wow, for the pilot. Never going to see the light of day. Wow, that's crazy. It was that bad, huh? I guess so. But yeah. I'd, I'd like to see it. I think that they should release it like a, I yeah. don't know, part of a bonus footage. It was, I don't it know. was, it was Hodor's Adventures in Hodorland. <laughs> in which, Hod- no, you know what it was? <laughs> in which no one heard it the was. Door. <laughs> I, I heard it was uh, it was a it was a clever play on you remember the you you all remember the loving 80s films that were uh you know done around a time where it was all about Wall Street and fun oh, yeah. and you know the 80s you know yeah, yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. 
Weekend at Bernie's, right? Weekend at Bernie's. It was supposed to be called Weekend at Hodor's. Oh, Weekend, Weekend at Hodor's. Hodor's. Right? And so Hodor, he was he was there in his little cabin, you know, just his meek yeah. little thing, right? Ends up dying somehow in a in a horrible way. Oh, right? yeah. Oh. But his friends who were coming for the Weekend at Hodor's, yeah. they see him and they're like, huh, maybe we should like prop him up and make like he's not really dead yeah put sunglasses For on all the, yeah and they put sunglasses on hodor like a they, hawaiian you know, shirt kind of put him in a wheelbarrow yeah. every now and then oh yeah have a little bit yeah. of fun lift his arm up oh it's not hard to do that because all you gotta do is get a tape recorder that says hodor that's it you don't need to have <laughs> he's any, a man of few words he, says is hodor. he is he is a man of few words yeah. oh yeah that's right motley crew does the entire uh, um, <laughs> nikki six is in it <laughs> he's actually plays a forest nymph <laughs> And uh, so, Vince yeah. Vince Neal falls off the stage. Weekend at Hodor's. It's, Weekend, yes. <laughs> Weekend, Weekend at Hodor's. Hodor's. That's a new um, commercial. I think that should be. Weekend at Hodor's. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the door. Oh, shit. Hold the door. I'm coming this weekend. Hold, hold I'm coming door. over. Hold the door in theater Saturday. <laughs> Make sure to hold the door. Mm. Oh, my God. Hodor. <sighs> So, hey, you can stay at the Home Alone house this holiday season for just $25. Oh, you mean the CPS house? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, the CPS house. Uh, following the release of this uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, mm. an all-new holiday film on Disney+, Plus, oh. the actual Home Alone house in Chicago yeah. on Airbnb is available for $25. Whoa. And what? you guys can okay. stay there. So, so here's, here's the deal. What the fuck did Kevin's dad do for a living to afford that mansion? Exactly. I know. Right? And, That's and a great question. And and to pay for plane tickets. They for never every delve into for, that. For nine people to go to Paris. Yeah. Uh, that what what is going what on there? Did like, he what did he do? And how is he that responsible and successful when he forgets his child? Forgets like, a whole CBS. child. Yes. That's a great point. That's insane. Yeah, You're exactly. right. That was a weird point in the movie. Maybe he was they're... like uh, a touring musician for you two. Oh, I he was know, the right? backup keyboardist, yeah. and no one knew who he was, but he made a bunch of great money. Yeah, he had a weird job, just kind of. He played in a cloak on stage. You couldn't mm -hmm. tell. It's Kevin McAllister's dad up there. It is. It is. Could be. That's right? it. Yeah, I heard something about how Kellum, how the character of Kevin McAllister actually is uh, turns into the guy Saw. Yeah. How I watched what? like two videos on that. The yeah. creepy guy saw yeah, the, the from the horror saw. film. You saw mm -hmm. some videos yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's like what, a couple. What's the like, basic explanation videos? for it? Just that he grows up and he becomes a dude from like they didn't really even like give well, too much yeah, evidence to it. They're he's just like, like so good at making these torture. He's kind so of good at making and, like torture traps oh. and he and indulging in the pain of these robbers that like it would just make sense. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> there you go. Either that or he grows up to be the lead singer of the Black Crows. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> uh, I thought this was kind of funny. Seth Rogen admitted he was high at the Adele concert that he went to that turned out to be filmed for a TV special. When is he not high? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so he wrote, admitted to Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday. It was a pretty funny interview. If you see the whole interview, it's actually really funny to watch. Uh, he, he, it was Adele's one-night-only concert, and he said that he got a ticket, like, you know, and was told to go, and they, like, got all high before, and they were going to, like, they thought it was going to be, like, this kind of big thing, and no one was going to know they were there. But his ticket was literally 1A and 1B. No. Like, and he's like, oh, I thought these were pretty good seats. You never see 1A and 1B. And he goes all the way to the front, and he says, like, as they were walking down, because they were, like, kind of late or something. Not, like, late, like, the show already started, but everybody was already seated. 
and everybody was looking at him like, how did Seth Rogen get these like really good seats <laughs> to Adele concert, you know? Yeah. And he was just like sitting in the front and he said he was super uncomfortable because he was all stoned and everybody was watching him. They were filming it for a TV uh, special and I just thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's so. hilarious. I love him. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, why did you do high? that to me, Adele? Why did you do that to me? Yeah, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos where it'll be like someone trying to start a lawnmower and then they'll play Seth Rogen's laugh over it and oh, it's like, no it's way. perfect. <laughs> 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 it's perfect. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, this was a funny, oh wait, hold on. Oh yeah, so this is a story that actually I believe next week we're going to have some actual audio mm. from this uh, <laughs> certain instant instance that happened oh, uh, yeah. in news around the world. Yeah. More than 60 people were stranded for three nights in a British pub due to snow. It's going to be a famous uh, documentary, I heard. That's right. And uh, we're going to actually have the uh, audio from that for you guys next week. So make sure you tune in because it's going to be an amazing documentary. So here's the unlikely story. More than 60 people went to a British pub. They went to see an Oasis cover band. They were just like gonna go see an Oasis cover band, going out to a British pub. No big deal, right? Just 60 another night. People, sixty mm. people. More, more than sixty people. It says. Yeah. So, but I think there was more there, and then they all started kind of trickling out, and these are the people that got stranded. So it's in an inn called Swaledale, which Swaledale? is known as Britain's highest pub, as it is seventeen hundred feet above sea level. Whoa! So that's kind of cool, right? That is pretty cool. But that turned out to be not so cool because of all the snow that came down. So literally, this pub was one of the only ones that was snowed well, in like directly because impacted. of how high it was up. Swelldale. Right? Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, two of the three roads leading the business were blocked by snowdrifts on November 26th. So this was over Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. The third was blocked by a downed power line. So that one was blocked from that. The pub was not affected by the downed power line and was well stocked with supplies before the storm. Awesome. So those stuck there were well taken care of Friday, Saturday, That's and good. Sunday. One patron who was undergoing dialysis treatment was evacuated by a mountain rescue team, but the rest of the pub's visitors, including the band, were stranded until yesterday morning, well, that this is a week late, November 29th, and left after the roads were plowed. So they were there for four days. Could you imagine every day yeah. waking up to so that's my question is how long did this band play like yeah. they they must have been there for the friday night performance right and they're like all right thank you guys have a good yeah. night yeah. have a good one Fuck blah. and then they're <laughs> like uh all right well actually no one could leave uh, mm -hmm. they're, they're gonna be uh, here for a while He's going to have to go out and do an encore. Yep, here's our 17th. The All 17th right. time we're singing Wonderwall. We're back Wonderwall. for another song here. <laughs> here's Wonderwall one more time. Wonderwall. You love this song, right? Here we go. <laughs> and then they play it for another time, and they're like, actually, yeah, I think you guys are going to be here for the rest of the night. I know. Uh, you're not leaving anywhere. I heard that. Um, here's the, our 25-minute yeah. long version of Jazz Odyssey. It's a new experimental direction we're going in. <laughs> Check it out. I heard that out of the 60 people who went into that British pub, only 30 people survived. I only I heard three people survived. Oh, so only three? Yeah, out oh, of I the must entire number nope. wrong. Yep. Yeah, yeah and then, not 30, three. Yeah, and even though they had plenty of food, like plenty of food and drink, for whatever reason, they started practicing cannibalism. And cannibalism took over. <laughs> yeah. Actually, after 12 hours after of the event. Hours. I don't know what Is happened. It? Uh, they burned through that food pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody said the rumor was that the drummer 
had had packed all of the food into his drum, into his kick drum. Oh, okay. Oh. He was hiding all of the food. Okay. Everybody was panicking. We had a, a week's worth of food. Where'd it go? Yeah. In the drummer's kick drum. It's in the drum. And then he had everything guarded like a little fortress. He had it set up like, you come near my fucking drums. <laughs> I'll axe your head. Oh, yeah, that's and it. And I'll send it to the queen. Yeah. That's what he said. I'll send it to the queen. But these are audio Book clips. Blur. We're going to play the whole thing for you guys. These are just little previews. You know, there was right. all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, but, yeah, it was a crazy story. So Love it. Uh, that's going to be uh, tune in next week for the official trailer for that good, good deal. That's also the that's also the um, the plot for the new S- Snowpiercer movie. Is it? Yeah. They, they actually stopped at the pub on the Snowpiercer's mm. uh, route. They get out. <laughs> Chris Evans, right? Call me. Well, speaking of snowstorms, mm. another uh, staff had to sleep overnight this time in northern Denmark. Oh. In an Ikea mm. showroom. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Two dozen employees, about 24 people, were stranded by a snowstorm, and they all got to pick out their beds in the Ikea showroom and sleep there overnight. We just talking about this before we came over here. We were just talking about this. Well, because this one just sounds really fun. It does. Right? Like a sleepover. Like, you have your pajamas. And yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you have your little it would 18, be funny. montages. You get to yeah. sleep on, like, your dream bed. Yep. You can make a little house. It doesn't sound like the power was out, so it might, you know, mm-hmm. you can watch a movie have some fun. It's like, this is like a Breakfast Club-esque <laughs> yeah. um, right? type movie. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. a big sleepover. Mm-hmm. The At Ikea some point, Club. David Crosby's in that sleepover. He's hiding under one of the beds. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is he hiding under? That's the, se- that's the fun. Uh, all right, weekly WTF this week. This was kind of a funny and crazy story. Apparently, there was a children's toy at Walmart.com oh, yeah. on the website that apparently swears <laughs> and sings in Polish about That's doing amazing. cocaine. Yeah. It wasn't David Crosby. It wasn't a toy of David Crosby, actually. It was a mm-hmm. it was a Polish toy that apparently sings songs in English, Spanish, and Polish. The grandmother who bought this toy is Polish and said she was shocked to hear the cactus. It's a singing cactus singing about doing cocaine, drug abuse, suicide, depression, and used profanities in the Polish song. Oh, yeah. The song is used by Polish rapper Sipus, who is reportedly unaware his song was used by the Chinese manufacturer of the children's toy. Wow. Sipus has taken legal action against the company for using his song without permission. Wow. I think I actually know what song that is. Is What is it? It's like, uh, it's just like played over like a cow rotating in like a microwave, but I love it. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't heard it. And it's like I've it, heard it. And like it's just become like this little like meme kind of thing. A but meme like song. Yeah. It, it's a good song though. It's like a catchy song and it's just about like this real depressed Polish dude. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah that's probably that's yeah. probably it. It's How like the, the infamous Care Bear doll that when you press its belly it goes rolling down the street, smoking in the <laughs> That hurts. Oh. Yeah. That's my injection site. Yeah, that's my, With my that's mind on my, my money and my money on my mind. Failing. <laughs> Guess I'm going between the toes now. That's what, <laughs> when he press That's their... what the models do. <laughs> All right. What oh. do you think about this? I wanted to weigh in on our uh, youth expert here uh, with Lalo. Oh, the yeah. Kool-Aid the Kool-Aid Man TikTok stunt uh, that has been going on. Apparently it's called Kool-Aid Man. It features TikTok users running head through fences. Oh. People have been doing this since the summer. And the acts of vandalism are uh, apparently uh, on the rise. A longtime homeowner in Staten Island says earlier this month 
She found two human height holes in her fence <laughs> and took to the internet for clues. She's like, what the hell's going on? She figured out the holes were likely a result of the Kool-Aid Man challenge and estimates it will cost around $300 to repair her oh, fence. Whoa. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's two human height holes in her fence and it's cost $300? Do you know it only it doesn't cost like that a much. Cutout, like, on yeah. a movie where I know that's like, what I was thinking, like a cartoon, <laughs> yeah. like in a running pose, and it's like, oh my god, through the fence. A one by four <laughs> plank on a fence is like e- even with today's lumber costs, it's only like maybe four dollars. Yeah, what's she talking about? Three hundred dollars? Maybe yeah. it's a chain link fence or something. Eight penny I don't nails. know. If it's a chain link fence, how would they get through the chain link fence? Put that little <laughs> bar that like links the two things. Yeah, they must have been a super. So have you heard? Is this really a thing though? Oh man, Lalo. okay, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even have TikTok. I have no idea. But what I can tell you <laughs> That's is good. that it's probably good that you don't. From from the perspectives of, of someone who's like the same age group as people who do this, just don't. It's so dumb. <laughs> I I don't understand. And if you are going to do it, do it to your own fence. That's that's my yeah, only so your advice. Your own parents yeah. can get mad at you. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, why'd you do this, son? Oh, it's the Kool-Aid Man Challenge on TikTok, Dad. Yeah, exactly. I got 5,000 views. Yeah. The only time You're it's okay to disown your months. children <laughs> is yeah. when they run through a fence like the Kool-Aid Man. Yeah, maybe this not is just friends. an example of evolution at its finest. Yeah. Yeah, let them filter itself out, right? Yeah. It's it's natural selection. If you yeah. die from brain trauma from the Kool-Aid Man Challenge, maybe it was meant to be. Exactly. Yeah, you know? exactly. Maybe it was meant to be. Back Cook. when Dane Cook was funny, he actually had a skit where... Where like like the Kool Aid Man the Kool Aid Man busts through people's walls and like people are like, hey, that's our wall. <laughs> They're like, my dad's gonna be home any second. He's gonna kick my ass. Yeah, like, I think Family Guy did that too. Where it was yeah. like, uh, he came through and they're like, and it was he was in the wrong house or something. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, and he like he's backs slowly out like wall. creeps yeah, out. Like, yeah, backs out and they're like, what the hell was that? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, that's it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly, rocknewsweekly.com. We will see you guys next week. Have a good week. Peace. Peace. Peace.